If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, September 19th. And before I get into it, I need to address my sound from yesterday's show. And I want to explain a little bit. I hear you. I saw your comments. I was devastated. And let me just be honest. Sound on a podcast to me is so important that I've had to re-record entire episodes because of sound. The problem with yesterday is that I had clients back-to-back right after, and so I just put it online really fast, and I didn't have anyone check it. I didn't get a chance to check it. And so um, today and starting today for the next few days just to make sure, I do have someone that will be listening to the episodes and making sure that the sound quality is to par. And if it's not, you know what I'm doing? I'm doing this again. So um, I will not be touching my microphone. I did a little bit of a test earlier and it sounded good. Um, You know, these things happen. I want to remind you guys, this is just my own show. It's just me, myself, and I. It's just Donna, Donna, Donna. So uh, I appreciate your patience. Thank you so much. And I'm so freaking bummed that that happened. Like when I tell you there's no one that's more devastated about that than me, that I was just Oh, someone's asking on TikTok clients, what do I do? I actually do help other entrepreneurs and creators build their own brands and podcasts specifically. So I have other clients that I help them start and launch their own podcasts and or start their own online presence with video coaching, et cetera. So I do a ton of stuff. Um, but thank you guys for telling me and appreciate you uh, being there and understanding. Before we get into today's episode, we have a huge episode because everyone is on pins and needles with the Shannon Majora stuff. And that's what we're going to be talking about to start today's episode. Before I get into it, just a reminder, I go live on TikTok and I um, post so much in my Instagram stories. So make sure you're following me at this is Donna Bowling. Sorry, my voice is in and out and I don't know why and it's driving me nuts. And, um, And then join the Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. Okay. We got a lot to talk about today. Got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to give you a rundown of what I think we're going to cover depending on timing, but then we're going to go right into Shannon Bedore because there's a lot of stuff that's come out. Shannon Bedore, so today I want to talk about Shannon Bedore. We're going to mention Kyle and Morgan. We're going to mention Dancing with the Stars. We're going to talk a little bit about Traders Season 2. We're going to talk a little bit, if time allows, for Ashton and Mila and um, my thoughts on Roni and Sister Wives from this week. So we've got a big, big show ahead of us. All right, Shannon Bedore. As you guys know, yesterday I covered in detail that Shannon Bedore got arrested for a a DUI and a hit and run on Saturday, almost Sunday morning, Saturday night in Newport Beach. And as if that wasn't bad enough, we heard that the dog, Archie, the sweet golden retriever, was also in the car, which was just so scary to hear. Now, I'm not going to lie. All day long in my mind when I heard she clipped a house, and I don't know how you guys felt about this. But in my mind, my assumption was that she turned the car and like maybe made a left turn and like, uh, you know, it was a skinny street and like hit something in the corner. I don't know. I literally just thought it was like whoopsie. Not that there's ever a whoopsie, but you know what I mean? This video that was released in the middle of the night by TMZ, which was a a ring camera footage, was so incredibly 
awful to watch that it seriously made me feel so sick because what you see is the speed at which Shannon Bedore was driving. Now, you can see from the video, and I've driven through those streets. You know, I live in Los Angeles in the city, so I don't hang out in Newport Beach often, but I've been there enough to see that, that the streets are very, very skinny. They're they're very skinny streets, and they're two-way. The street that she did hit this house is a two-way street. However, it's a narrow street. And so every time you have a narrow street, you have to drive slowly. That's just like common sense. And then also it's a neighborhood, right? We're not on the highway. This, this accident was so intense. So essentially she's driving up one street and makes a really wide left turn fast. I don't know if she passed a stop sign or not, but she makes a wide left turn real fast. And because of that, she overshoots the left turn and smashes. This is not a clip. This is a smash into the house that happens to be right off the sidewalk. Now, I do need to take a moment because I had a TikTok that I talked about this yesterday. And on the TikTok, um, one of the comments was like, wow, those houses are way too close to the street. It's very dangerous to live there. And I was thinking like, that's so funny that someone would actually think that this is the house's fault. Well, this is just the way some streets are. Beach towns. Beach towns don't have big yards. They are pretty close to the na- to the um, street and the sidewalk. It's usually like sidewalk, house. And when I tell you she's an, a, a foot from a front door, and worse than that, what you see from the video is how close she is to actual pedestrians. So there's pedestrians because she's on the corner of Newport Boulevard, I believe, which is a pretty busy street. Yes, it's midnight, but people are out and about, you know, restaurants, whatnot. whatnot. I don't know exactly where she was in terms of walking, like if there was a lot of people walking, but there was two people literally on the corner standing there. They're the ones that ended up getting the pictures of her car that she pulled over. You guys, this could have been this was so close to being a severe tragedy, like a, a change your life for the rest of your life tragedy. Yesterday, I spoke in my um, in my video about how Tamara Judge called into her show, Two Teas in a Pod, with T- T- Teddy Mellencamp. And it looks like this call was made in the morning, right around when, when the story was released. This is what I thought was just really interesting. We know from listening to Jeff Lewis yesterday that he says, Shannon called me yesterday, meaning Shannon called Jeff on Sunday, told Jeff about it. Jeff relayed the information. And maybe that's part of the reason why she called Jeff because she knew that the story was going to get out. And Jeff has a very, very big uh, platform. But she told Jeff the story. She said she was ashamed. She said she was embarrassed. She said she was injured. I'm sure she felt like shit. And Jeff really, you know, you know, I love Jeff Lewis, but I'm going to call people out when I think they were wrong. And I don't think it's up to Jeff to decide you're an alcoholic or you're not, or you have a problem or you're not. But what I do believe Jeff didn't do, and maybe he didn't have all the details. Remember, this was before the video came out. He only heard just from Shannon and what he saw quickly on the news. Jeff, um, Jeff basically like justified it a little too much than I think he should have. Now, a lot of people have feelings about this because they know that Jeff is a big drinker himself, but Jeff is a very, very open, open Uber um, passenger. Like he talks about Uber all the time. He takes an Uber wherever he goes. He always says he'd prefer Ubering. And um, even if he's not drinking, he says he prefers Ubering because he can work in the car. So- Jeff minimized it as I understand a friend would do. I wonder if he feels the same today. From what I heard, I don't think he said anything about it on today's show. I only heard a portion of today's show and I didn't hear him talk about it. But he did He did say that he didn't believe that she has a problem. He believes she's leaning too heavily on alcohol. He did say that this was a bad thing, but she's never been known to do this before. I'm going to go on a wild guess and assume she has, like knowing her relationship with John Jansen. We're going to get into it, okay? And I just want to be really clear. I have some information that I'm going to share today where it's not 
going to be great for Shannon. I'm not trying to pile on Shannon for all of you guys out there. I do. I did get some comments like, leave her alone. She's going through enough. Yes, and. Yes, and, right? Like, we can assume that she is beating herself up right now. I can only assume the shit she's getting from her closest people, from her kids, from her brother. I think she's close with her brother. From people around her, I think that she's probably getting a lot, a lot of um, shame from that. And so I do feel for anyone that puts themselves in a situation that goes wrong like that. However, the words here, that clear and important words are, she put herself in that situation. And I'm going to speak up for the, when I tell you, hundreds and hundreds of comments I got on this YouTube video that I did yesterday on my TikToks and in my DMs and on the Facebook group of people who have sons, mothers, brothers, sisters, friends, family who have been killed by drunk drivers. This is not a small thing. This is an intense, serious, serious problem. It's happening all over the world. It happens definitely all over everywhere. And I truly believe this is a wake-up call for not only Shannon. Y'all, it's a wake-up call for me. I told Lance last night, I was like, we're Ubering whenever we go out to dinner from now on. There's no way that it makes sense to drive even after one glass of wine now. Like, this is too scary for me. Now, that being said, I don't understand why she was driving so erratic. Well, we can assume she was driving erratically because of what we have heard about her and John Jansen. I'm going to get to that in just a second. I just want to quickly go back to Tamara Judge. Tamara, who's one of the Trace Amigos or Trace Abuelas, as Gina geniusly called it, with Vicky Gumbelson, called into Two Teas in a Pod. And unlike Teddy, who doesn't talk about Kyle, Teddy, Tamara did immediately say to Teddy, I am in so much shock. Are we sure it's not a lie? Are we sure this is real? Because I just spoke to Shannon yesterday. So she did speak to Shannon on a work call for um, Trace Amigas. It was a conference call. So that would make sense that Shannon wouldn't want to talk about it. It was four people on the call. But then afterwards, Tamara did call Shannon, she said, and said, why are you so quiet? What's going on? And Shannon said, it's been a rough couple days. So she did not tell Tamara. A lot of you had some comments in my um, on my TikTok video about why would she not call Tamara. The reason that a lot of you guys think comes down to what kind of a friend Tamara and her, what kind of friendship she and Tamara actually have. Are they as close as we think they are? Is it just for Trace Amigas? Is it just for the show? Does Tamara speak too much? A lot of you guys think Tamara would tell her like it is, would be like, Shannon, this is not okay. You have a problem. Because even on two T's in a pod, Tamara said this is a life-changing event for Shannon. This is like, this will change the course of her life. Whereas someone like a Jeff had a little bit more of an enabling side of him, which was like, I get it. You made a mistake. I love you. You're okay. You don't have a problem. Everything's fine. You'll get through this. I'm sure that was like kind of more of Jeff's take. Both sides have a little bit of of truth to it. And also, um, I think that when you know you're doing something that your friends will judge you in a negative way, you probably aren't going to first go to them. You're probably going to your more um, enabling, protecting friends that will say, oh my gosh, you know, this could happen to anyone. You didn't do anything wrong. And it's very easy to say that before you watch the video. So let's go back to John Jansen and Shannon Bedore, who I believe is quite possibly the most, from what we've heard now and seen on the show, the most toxic pairing there is right now is Tamara I mean, it's Shannon Bedore and John Jansen. And if I could suggest one thing and one thing only, well, two things. Shannon, please go get help, whatever that is. And please never, ever, ever be with John Jansen anymore. Now, I'm not saying this is John Jansen's fault. I'm just saying that two people like Shannon and John have a relationship that is so clearly roller coaster up and down this is straight out of like 
someone give me the movie. Like I'm thinking of a, there's a movie about this. Oh, you know, like it's kind of, mm, no, it's not. I was going to say, um, the movie with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, a star is born. Like I'm not saying that, you know, it's just one or the other. I just think that the two of them have a very, very toxic, like oil and vinegar, oil and no oil and vinegar mix, um, oil and water situation. And it's like flames on both sides. It's interesting. It's interesting to see their relationship kind of play out on the show because Shannon was drinking when she was with her ex-husband and we never heard David say that Shannon had a problem from what I remember. You guys tell me, wow, there's over 400 people on TikTok watching. So you guys tell me right now, if you believe that Um, David ever said that Shannon had an issue with drinking. I don't remember that personally, but I haven't rewatched in a long time. Since Shannon broke up with her or divorced David, oh, during their divorce, he did, someone said. Um, There was many, many episodes and many, many moments that we've seen people mention her drinking. Shannon's drinking has been a conversation on the show but never as much as this season. If you guys watch this season, lots of conversations about the fact that Shannon gets drunk and calls her friends in the middle of the night and just goes on tirades against John and what is going on with her with her relationship. Remember, she says on the show a couple weeks ago when they're at that party, she says, I think they're at Jen Pedrante's house. She says, my relationship is fine. Yes, we have fights and they paralyze me. Well, I said that the next day on the show on Daily Dose, I was like, paralyzing fights are not necessarily fine. Like that should not be the case, especially at your age. Like paralyzing fights are like when you're in a, you know, college 20s relationship where it's so all over the place, lots of screaming, lots of hanging up, lots of leaving the bar, lots of running, crying or whatever. But in your 50s, this is actually just like a really sad situation, right? That you're having these paralyzing fights. And alcohol 100% fuels the flames on people like this. We've seen it on so many shows. We've seen it on so many, you know, real life people. Some people are just not good on alcohol. And I believe that you could probably say someone like a Shannon, this is just my opinion, but I would believe that a lot of you guys would agree. Someone like a Shannon and someone like a John together when they're on, on, you know, drunk is going to fan the flames. They're both probably hotheads, I believe. Now, we haven't really seen that side of John. John is not on the show that much. He kind of always seems a little quiet, a little sweet, a little, you know, just there. I think that that that's probably not the case. But we've definitely seen Shannon freak out. Now, one thing we always see about Shannon, what's the one thing we know about Shannon? When she is confronted by anyone on that show, by anyone or any information that she doesn't like, when she doesn't have any, um, you know, uh, when she hears something that she doesn't like about herself, what does she do? You guys got it exactly right. She gets up, she gets defensive, and she says, I'm done. I'm done. Enough. I'm leaving. I'm going. And I can probably assume that that is exactly what happened on this night. She happened to go out to dinner. We found out on Kelly Dodd's show this morning, Kelly Dodd and her um, husband, Rick Leventhal, had uh, on their YouTube show, Daily Smash. It's so interesting because just a week ago, we talked about how Kelly Dodd went off on um, on Shannon and Tamara in her Instagram stories. And then Shannon reached out to Kelly allegedly like on Thursday or Friday and said, let's get lunch. So all of a sudden it's like, we're good now because yesterday Kelly or today on today's show, which she shot yesterday, she said she and Rick sent her food or they went over to her house to deliver her food. They said there was like paparazzi and news vans outside. And she said that she feels really bad for her. And um, she also mentioned that the night that this happened, she went out to dinner with some mutual friends. I have to have a sip of water. Hold on. My voice is so off. Um, She went out to dinner with some mutual friends of Kelly's and hers. And then it looks like she went to John's house, probably after having some drinks, maybe continuing to drink. She happened to have Archie in the car with her when she, or 
she happened to have the dog with her. I don't know if the dog was at John's or if she went home to get the dog. We don't know. But Archie, the dog was with her when she drove off. Allegedly, according to the person, there's a girl whose boyfriend's house was hit by Shannon. Okay. So there's this woman who commented on my TikTok and multiple other TikToks. Her name is Gabby. She, her boyfriend was in, she was in the house with her boyfriend when the car hit. They heard John and Shannon arguing. Police were called before all of this because Shannon and John were screaming and arguing that loud. Remember, you saw a little bit about how close these houses are to each other. They're very close. I imagine that Shannon and John were probably heated and very loud. They were yelling. They were screaming. I imagine what happened was Shannon said, enough. I'm done. I'm leaving. Jumped in the car. John, I don't know if how hard he tried to get her to stay, but let her go off drinking and driving. And this is when the accident happened right around the corner. She was flying. This was not like a methodical drive home. This was, I am fucking pissed off and I'm driving home. Pretty scary to think about, right? Okay. I received a DM from former guest of this show, IG Famous by Dana. If you guys follow her on Instagram, her name is at IG Famous by Dana. Remember, I am Donna, Daily Dose of Donna. D-A-N-A, she's Dana. We're good friends. I don't know why I did this. It looks like it's a Kylan Morgan moment. She sent me, and now I have to pull up these DMs because it's pretty crazy, but she sent me um, some information yesterday. And she basically told me that. I want you guys to go back a little bit. If you can remember, there was a page six article back in, I want to say, June or July, that said that according to a source that told IG Famous by Dana, so Dana was actually, um, you know, quoted in this article, that Shannon Bedore was fighting and arguing outside of a bar in Corona, I'm sorry, Costa Mesa, I want to say it right, Costa Mesa, she was fighting with someone outside of a bar and got kicked out of this bar. Okay. Um, oh, shoot. Hold on. I need to pull up these photos. Okay. I received information that I have to be very careful here because Dana really, really does not want the source to be revealed. But someone who was part of this group, someone who was there in that moment, has spoken more about what went down. So I just want to let you know, this is, Shannon was, came out after that bar incident. I believe she was on Watch What Happens Live and she was talking to Andy Cohen there and Andy said what happened and Shannon said something along the lines of, I was not drunk, Um, I was just getting escorted, to um, find an Uber. You know, there was an Uber that was coming to get me. And she basically fought what was reported by IG Famous by Dana to page six. She said she was being helped finding her Uber because the bar was closed. Okay. So what really happened, according to this person, and I'm sure you guys can imagine. Um, She was there with John Jansen and John Jansen's family, okay? John's brother, John's daughters, and I believe it was John's brother's family, okay? And there was many other people too. What happened actually on this night was she was – highly intoxicated. This is all alleged. This is all alleged according to these sources, okay? She was highly intoxicated and yes, she did get into it with John's daughters. Basically what happened was they were all watching a band play at a neighboring bar. 
Okay. It was one of John Jansen's friends bar. I'm just pulling up the thing. Yes. Or at the, at the Tiki bar, because one of John Jansen's friends band was playing there. They were not filming for the show. Essentially what happened was she got really, really upset because she felt that John, she felt that Juliet and Naomi, who happened to be John Jansen's daughters, didn't say hi to her. And she got very, very offended and very upset about it. She believes and said, or she said out loud, you know, something about the daughters, something not very nice. And the girls heard it and they said something back to her. And it escalated and it escalated to the point where multiple people were filming, which is crazy for me to hear that because I'm like, why hasn't anyone revealed actual um, video? I know that IG Famous by Dana has photos of Shannon that night on the outside on her stories, but she, she revealed, she basically lost her mind according to the source. Remember, I wasn't there. Um, she was called by this person, you know, she was losing her mind. She was screaming in everyone's faces. She was saying, F you, F your family, F this family with her last name over and over and over. Um, everyone was drinking, but this is the one piece of information that, you know, I thought was interesting was essentially hearing that clearly no one in John's family wants John and Shannon together. It's obvious that there's not a good relationship there. Um, and they can't quit each other. It's kind of like, what movie was that, you guys? I can't quit you. I can't quit you. Someone tell me what movie that was. It feels very much like an addiction, an addiction of, of a relationship, of feeling loved, and it needs to end. Broke back. Thank you. Brokeback Mountain. It's so bad, you guys. Clearly, she was kicked out of this bar. There's pictures. She wasn't helped into an Uber. She was yelling obscenities in everyone's faces about John's family and John. All alcohol driven, all late at night. Shannon needs to walk the F away from this relationship, in my opinion. And she needs to get help and she needs to reevaluate and pick up her life. And I believe this is the wake up call, hopefully, that she needed. This is where she can finally, hopefully, decide that, like, what the F has happened to my life? I have fallen apart. I need to get it together. I need to completely change, you know, everything I'm doing. I need to go back to Dr. Moon. I need to get healthy. I need to get back on the organic train. I need to be a good mom to my kids. And I need to stop effing around with this effing loser. And that's what I think. That's what I think. I think he's a loser. Because any man that lets your freaking girlfriend drive off drunk – I mean, I guess at the end of the day, what can you do if she's really upset and she runs into the car? Like, what are you going to do? But it's not the first time and it probably wouldn't have been the last time. And that's the problem. And I know this is harsh. And I'm sure if like, I'm sure some of you guys think I'm going to, I'm being too harsh on her. Like I'm kicking her when she's down. I don't believe that she puts herself on a reality show. She opens herself up to this kind of criticism. And this was a public dangerous situation. And if I did it, I would expect you guys to feel the same way about me and everyone else. And I can tell you this, honestly, if my best friend drove drunk and did what she did after so many times being told you have an issue and this and this and that, like this would be the come to Jesus moment. You know, this would be the moment. So I do think that there is coming back from this. And I do so hope because I like Shannon. I don't like her when she's drunk and I don't like her when she's being like really oversensitive and angry, but I think Shannon has a really great side to her. And I think she's a good mom and I think she can be, she can come right back and she can be 10 times better than ever. And I don't want John Jansen to be anywhere near her. And that's going to be the scariest part about this is how can she cut that shit off? And if she can't do it, he needs to do it. Someone needs to do it. 
Got it? All right. I hope you guys understand. I swear to God, I really, I only want the best for her. I really do. Okay. Let's move on to the next story. Bethany, let's talk for two seconds just to wrap this shit up about Bethany. I don't want to talk about her anymore. I am so sick of talking about her, but I got so many DMs last night that she is now canceling herself. She's fighting with herself and her DMs. At this point, I do believe that Bethany Frankel is walking around her house with a phone attached to her finger. She's gotten one of those like, um, you know, wraps on her phone and everything. She's just talking to her phone. I don't even think she has a fiance anymore. Like, where is he? Where is he? Put the phone down, Bethany. Put the phone down. Stop talking to the phone and your thousands and thousands of stands on all your posts that tell you you're the most amazing person ever. She is it's like, it's so crazy. Last night she posted a video where she's like, cancel me, bitch. <laughs> too much. It's too much. I don't want to do it. You make me tired. In this life, in this day and age, when we're talking about Shannon Bedore and like drunk driving and you're out there trying to get canceled for regifting now, it's like, bye. No one's trying to cancel you. You're just annoying to me. And I'm sure I annoy you guys too, some of you, but Daily dose of Donna, I guess. Okay, let's move on. Ah, you guys. Okay, let's talk about Kyle and Morgan Wade. Kyle, Richards, and Morgan Wade are still traipsing around Paris. Let me tell you something about this. Dancing with the Stars premieres next week. And guess who's going to the premiere, baby? Your girl, Daily Dose of Donna, on the scene at the premiere, I'm going to be in the audience, VIP tickets. I'm going to go with a couple friends. I'm going to get all the, the, the scoop. Okay. I'm going to get it all for you guys. Now I need to know, is Kyle Richards going to be there day one? She better be. If they want to kind of, you know, show off this moment of like, everything's fine in our relationship. We're working on it. Kyle Richards better be there. She's got to get back from Paris soon. So she's not too jet lagged. My question is about Portia. Portia is you know, 15 years old. Like, does she mind that her mom is just gone for two or three weeks of her school year? Like, does anyone think that's a little odd? Either way, Morgan and Kyle are very happily walking through Paris, shopping, laughing. I haven't seen Kyle laugh like that in a long time. She looks happy. She looks good. Let them live. Let Mauricio and his teeth live. Absolutely. And, you know, Let's just like all be happy on whatever. I want to see Lisa Vanderpump at Dancing with my dream guest for Ariana would be Lisa Vanderpump. I know Sheen is going to be there. You know Sheen is going to be there front and center, right? Katie Maloney will probably be there too. I want Kyle Richards to be on one side and Lisa Vanderpump in another. I want to see that. And then I want to see them do a dance off. Like, like bring it on. Wouldn't that be so amazing? Like Lisa's like, I can do it. And then Ken comes in there and he's like, jacuzzi, jacuzzi, jacuzzi. And then Lisa, and then Kyle's like, splits. It'll be so good. Okay, let's move on. The Traders, I'm just going to have to mention this real fast. This is good, you guys. The Traders season two looks phenomenal. If you guys remember, I got into the Traders just recently with my kids. We went through season one. We all loved it. It was so good. So this is who they have on the cast so far on season two. If you guys are 42 years old, like me, I think that you guys are going to understand why this is so exciting. It's a lot of really, really good people. Um, Number one, we've got Beth from The Real World Venice Beach, season two of The Real World, if you guys remember. Did they call it Venice or did they call it Los Angeles? Well, either way, it was in Venice. Beth, hot mess Beth, okay? We have CT from The Real World and The Challenge. I have told you guys this before. CT is like my crush. I love Craig. I love Luke Galbrinson from Summer House. And now I love CT too, okay? CT, CT is going to be on this. We have Dan from Big Brother. I forget which season he was on, but Dan from Big Brother. Janelle from Big Brother. Janelle, she was on Big Brother a couple seasons and then she was on The Amazing Race. We've got Johnny Bananas. Okay. Johnny Bananas is a good one. Guys, are you ready? We have Lindsay Hubbard from the Summer House and from this famous engagement breakup with Carl will be on Traders season two. We have Mercedes Javid from Shaws of Sunset. You Jeff Lewis live fans probably won't love that. We have Tamara Judge. 
Tamara Judge from The Real Housewives is going to be on the show. And we have Trishelle. Trishelle from Real World Vegas. Remember the girl who was making out in the hot tub with all the people and she was on the challenge. Don't tell me that's not the best cast you've ever, ever seen so far. This is for Trader Season 2. It's a Peacock show. It has not yet announced its air date. I don't even know if they've shot it yet. I'm guessing no because of Lindsay Hubbard. Unless maybe they did. Is it possible they did already? I don't know. You guys tell me. I am so excited about this. Oh, Storm says, and Candy? Candy Barrest? Okay, I didn't see that, so I'm not going to say that, but it's possible. Great, great cast. Super excited about that one. Ashton and Mila Kunis. All right, let's move on. Where are we at? Time-wise, where are we at? Ashton and Mila. Okay, 35 minutes. Let's go. Ashton and Mila Kunis. You guys, I don't know about you, but I personally, okay, wait, hold on just to go back for the traders. I see they have not filmed yet. Mercedes leaves soon for taping. Okay, there you go. I have to say something. Ashton and Mila Kunis leave a very, very bad taste in my mouth in the last week or two. And I imagine if you guys have been listening to my show or paying attention at all to the Danny Masterson story, you felt the same, right? You guys felt the same. A lot of you guys have. Um, do I believe they deserve to be canceled and all this BS about cancel culture? You know, I talked about this yesterday. Absolutely not. Everyone deserves a second chance. They made a horrible error in judgment. As long as they themselves didn't take part in any of these crimes, they made an awful error of judgment. I still have a very hard time looking at them the same. Now, they did step down from Thorn, or Ashton at least, stepped down from Thorn, which is the child sex trafficking organization that he and Demi Moore co-founded. He said that last week. And he had a statement where he said, you know, about this error in judgment, et cetera, et cetera. But my boy, my secret Scientology, ex-Scientology crush, Aaron Smith-Levin from Growing Up in Scientology. Aaron, shout out if you're watching this. Yes, I do have a YouTube crush on you. Aaron spoke about why Ashton and Mila keep making a mistake. Because in their first apology video, which was on the, on the level of Drew Barrymore apology video, um, they mentioned, we believe all victims, all victims everywhere. And Aaron had mentioned, but if you believe all victims everywhere, that means that you do believe Danny Masterson's victims, which means that you don't believe Danny Masterson is a good man and you don't believe Danny Masterson is an honest person. So we can't actually say, you know, we believe all victims except these three. So Aaron had called them out saying, you need to name the three victims, the Jane Doe's who all have their names out, you know, publicly, Chrissy, Jen, and Nisha. You need to name them by name. That's how you get out of this mess with the Danny Masterson thing. So when Ashton came back, and spoke about how he's stepping down from Thorn. He mentions again how he believes victims and he also made an error in judgment. And guess what he did? He did not mention their names again. Not smart. Not smart. Because what Aaron said, and this is the craziest story, it's up on his page. So if you really want the deep dive, I think it's like a 20-minute video and it's called something about why Ashton hates Danny Masterson's victims or something like that. Ashton and Mila Kunis make money off many things. And one of those things are residuals from shows airing over and over and over and over again. Okay? That 70s show and now The Ranch Two shows that Danny Master Danny Masterson and Ashton Kutcher co-starred on are no longer able to ever be aired on these networks again. They will never be aired in perpetuity. They will never be going on TV again. No one wants to watch Danny Masterson just like no one wants to watch Bill Cosby on TV. Okay? So those shows are dead shows now. They're never going to go back on Netflix and make a ton of money. These are somewhat upwards of $20 million each for Ashton and Mila that they're losing money on, according to Aaron. So Aaron believes that Ashton and Mila will never, ever show remorse, and maybe they will, 
after a bad press over and over, will never show remorse and belief to these three victims because in their minds, these three victims completely like ripped millions and millions and millions and millions out of Ashton and Mila's hands. And they are angry at them for it. What I don't get is why they're not pissed at Danny Masterson. In my opinion, I think this is less about the victims and more about Danny. That's just my opinion. If anything, I would maybe never write a letter in support of Danny Masterson out of anger. But that's because they didn't believe the victims. Obviously, they believe Danny Masterson here. It's all very interesting. It's all very uh, sad and gross. And then Aaron also spoke about this movie I mean, about the story, which is so corrupt and it makes me so happy to be out of this industry, of the entertainment industry, because you guys know I used to be a casting director. It is so disgusting. So basically, back on the days of the ranch, this is when the alleged, um, you know, rape cases were just coming out, when they were just starting to um, talk about it and Danny knew that they were starting to build these cases against him. There was a PA, his name is Nick. I don't know his last name. He will. He worked on, I guess, the 70s show. He worked on the ranch or something. He definitely worked on the ranch. He knew Danny and he had some evidence. I don't know what the evidence was. But what Nick did, the PA, was he went to, as you would imagine, his executive producer, his boss. Her name was Melanie or is Melanie Patterson. This is all according to Aaron Smith-Levin. Okay, this is all his story. I am just retelling it. I don't know it. He went to Melanie Patterson, his boss on this show to say, I have this information. Melanie says, someone will contact you. Now, when you go to your boss, when you go to your executive producer, you're assuming that your boss has your back. Your boss wants to do the right thing. So what happened was, Someone did call Nick, this PA, to say, what, what information do you have? My name's Andrew. Nick says, what is, excuse me, Nick says, what is your job title? What's your name? Andrew doesn't say, this guy, Andrew, that called. I just heard you had information on Danny Masterson. Please give it to me. Nick goes, absolutely not. I'm not giving you any information unless you give me your last name and like who you are. Andrew said, so you're just playing games. They hang up the phone. Nick does some research on the phone number. Guess who Andrew is? Andrew is someone that works in Marty Singer's office. Marty Singer is Danny Masterson's attorney. So this guy who is not connected to anyone, has information, goes to his boss and his boss, this Melanie woman, doesn't go to the police, doesn't go to a detective, doesn't go to Netflix or the head of whatever. She goes to Danny Masterson. She takes the information to Danny Masterson and says, we got some information. This woman was protecting Danny. She's the boss, the executive producer. She's protecting Danny. Now, another crazy story. There was a man who worked at Netflix in the, I want to say like the global distribution. I don't know exactly his title. His name is Andy. He, and this story is online. You can find this. In 2017 or whatever, 18, He is at a soccer game. He's coaching his kid's soccer game here in Los Angeles. And I can attest to my kid's baseball games, celebrities afoot. Everyone is an executive at something. Everyone is a celebrity. That's what happens when you have kids in LA on sports teams. Like everyone is someone, Some everyone works in the industry. So the, one of the Jane Doe's sees this guy from Netflix who is coaching his kid's soccer game and goes up to him and says, what do you guys think about the whole Danny Masterson thing? This was before he got like, um, this was just when the charges were starting to kind of become a thing. It, he wasn't in jail. He wasn't arrested. And this guy, Andy, who worked for Netflix, which is their boss, right? On the show said, um, yeah, we're not really doing anything about it. And this woman says, well, why not? And Andy says, we don't believe the women. <laughs> Laughing it off. No big deal. Saturday morning soccer game. 
And the woman says, I am one of the women. And he got fired from Netflix for that comment that he made on a soccer game. This just goes to show. And this is a generalization right now, you guys. But this just goes to show. The machine wants to protect the machine. It's where the money's coming from. To get rid of Danny Masterson on the ranch was such a huge, big deal that they just didn't believe the women. Of course, why would you believe the victims, right? Unbelievable. Anyway, I got all that information from Aaron Smith-Levin at Growing Up in Scientology. His YouTube channel is incredible. He is my um, secret crush. Well, no longer secret. I, I, I've i told Lance about it. Lance knows. Like, we're we're talking about it. It's just a thing in our house. So, just kidding. I love I love his, his content. He's incredible. He's so good at his delivery. Okay. Any other stories before we go from this 45-minute? Oh, let's just do like a two-minute or on Sister Wives and Roni. Sister Wives. All I can tell you is one thing. Everyone's been looking at Cody as the villain. Everyone thinks Cody is the villain. Like, I, do you see how I'm doing that with my hands because the hair? Everyone thinks Cody is the villain. Oh, he's the villain. But the villain, the real true villain of this show is Sabin Robin. Okay? Hold on. Let me get my eyebrows out. My eyebrows. Sabin Robin. Sabin Robin is the real... Literally, my Siri on my watch just searched Sabin Robin. Sabin Robin is the villain of this show. She is the gaslighter. She's the reason that they didn't spend Christmas together. She's the reason that, you know, her kids think that everyone hates her, hates them. She's the reason that Cody never, ever went back to Janelle and her beanbag. She is the reason that none of them, you know, are getting along. Robin broke that family. That is not alleged. <laughs> Thank you, TikTok. That is not alleged. That is on authority. <laughs> okay. And then the final thing that I want to say is about Roni. And you guys, this is an unpopular opinion because I do like Aaron. A lot of you guys don't like Aaron. A lot of you guys think Aaron is Miss Eeyore from Roni. I'm telling you guys one thing Aaron is a real person, in my opinion. She's effing annoyed at these women, as I would be too. She's annoyed at the fact that Sai is constantly complaining about food. She's annoyed that Bryn is, is trying to hook up with her husband. She's annoyed that, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of all the other things that happened, but many other things have happened. Now, in this last episode, I didn't think that um, Aaron and Sai were fair to Jessel at all. I thought Jessel you know, was trying to open up. She doesn't have the best stories. She's trying really hard and they attacked her. That sucks. It really sucks when someone begs you to be open and vulnerable and then you just get attacked. So I felt for Jessel. I wonder what's going to happen in the upcoming episodes because we know Jessel and Aaron are sitting next to Andy on opposite sides. Um, Aaron and Uba had this huge falling out in this episode, this big fight, because there was some sort of like a prank situation. Um, Uba pushed Aaron into the pool. And then Aaron the next day found her phone because she Uba left it in the car and then decided to hide it. Uba lost her goddamn shit. Okay. Uba lost her shit. And she really, um, she really, really like went too far. She pulled sunglasses off Aaron's head. She was like, she was not, it was too much. I didn't appreciate that. Although I do love Uba. Like I'm going to give Uba a pass. Let's talk for two seconds about Jenna Lyons. Jenna Lyons is very controversial on my Facebook group. Lots of people, lots of you think Jenna Lyons is, you know, not what we thought she would be. I'm going to say, I find myself very torn with Jenna. There's times where I'm like, I love how grounded and real she is. I like how, you know, normal she is about feeling uncomfortable about her body or just how not showy she is and this and that. And then the other part of me is like, why do you feel so nervous and anxious around these younger women or who are just kind of like all over the place? Like you're a boss. Like you're a former CEO. Like we got – like there's no – I'm lacking that like confidence and so it makes me confused because what someone said in my in, um, Facebook group is like she feels like she has no um, 
she feels a little bit like she is doing exactly what she, like she never wanted to be on the show and she's being forced into it. She's not game really to be on the show. I'm also going to say one last thing about Bryn. Bryn needs to stop with the flirting. I, 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 I'm ready to throw her off the boat. I can't handle it, you guys. It's too much. It's over the top. It is like, is this a, is this an, like an addiction? You always have to flirt every other sentence. I mean, you can't write this shit, but she's just kidding. (laughs) She's just kidding. The whole thing about her and Jenna flirting and you know, it's not genuine. Like I would be down if she actually thought Jenna was hot and she wanted to flirt with her, but you know, it's not genuine. It's just like an attention grabbing thing. The whole flirting with Aaron's husband was weird. The flirting with the trainer is weird. The flirting with the guy who works on the boat is weird. Enough. Stop flirting. It's weird. Someone said, stop hating. Bryn flirts with plants. I find it annoying. I don't want to see her flirting with everything. I think there's so much more to her. And it feels, just from seeing those episodes where she's talked about her history and her childhood and stuff, like, she is a likable person. And it feels like she almost has this need to like overcompensate with this flirty personality. So anyway, that's my opinion. Um, that's my opinion. We will keep you posted. I'll keep you posted on Shannon, on any of these updated stories. Of course, tonight, I believe what's on tonight. I think Southern Charm is on tonight. We'll talk tomorrow. We'll have more to share. Tomorrow is my Patreon episode once a week. I release an extra fun Patreon episode. It's called Your Double Dose. It's really great and fun and very behind the scenesy. And that is that. You guys, I will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much, dosers, for this extra long daily dose of Donna. Hopefully the sound was okay. Oh, I'm nervous about the sound. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>